Welcome back to the Biased Opinion Podcast. Uh, I've been on vacation for about two weeks, week and a half. Finally back. I'm here with PJ. Ready to get right into it. We have a lot to talk about. Haven't talked. Haven't had an episode in a while, so uh, let's get going. NBA free agency. Yeah, let's let's start off with that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. We probably, I think we might both agree on that he's maybe the best player in the league right now. Best player in the league. Best player in the league. All right, I agree with you there. I think he's the best player in the league. Defending champion with the Raptors. Just signed with the Clippers. Obviously, massive shift in the NBA there. Toronto suddenly went from NBA champions to not a contender, really. I mean, they have Siakam and Van Vliet. We love them, but that's just... They're not a contender, let's be honest. They're not going to beat anyone. They're not going to... They're not beating the Clippers. They're they not- were, like... 18 and 4 without Kawhi last year. If they keep hold of all their players, they can make another run at it. Nobody Cel- in the East is any good. The Celtics were like 12 and something without Kyrie, 12 and 1. Well, um, the Ra- we can get into the Raptors later. We'll get into the Raptors later. Kawhi, Kawhi to the Clippers. Joining him is Paul George. Blockbuster trade. OKC to Clippers. Uh, Paul George hasn't, really, hasn't shown that he can get it done as a number one option. Him and Russell Westbrook looked really good for the first half of the year. Um, then Paul George separated his shoulder or something, or tore his rotator cuff. He had a shoulder injury, couldn't lift his arm up during the playoffs, couldn't shoot, couldn't really do much. So, what do you think about this? Kawhi and PG pairing up in LA. Yeah, it was it was interesting because Kawhi was the last major free agent to decide where he was going, and it was between the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Clippers. He screwed and up the Lakers bad. He did, and nobody knew what he was doing, and you had all these analysts slash experts slash insiders out there. Jalen Rose said 99% positive he was returning back to Toronto after he had a <laughs> meeting with Toronto. And like an airplane showed his his uh, minivan or whatever driving around Toronto after his meeting. And Jalen Rose was like, yeah, I got people telling me in Toronto he's 99% positive to sign a contract with the Raptors. And then Chris Broussard was saying, him to the Lakers is a done deal and the Clippers are out. <laughs> and literally nobody knew what Kawhi was doing the whole time. Nobody said a word about Paul George being on the move this free agency. And Woj dropped the bomb later later in the week. Throughout the week, Woj said, I have no idea what Kawhi is thinking. And he was not giving the public any false information. And then uh, it was a pretty big power play from Kawhi. Basically telling the Clippers, I'm only coming to you if you get Paul George. So Paul George had to request a trade from OKC. OKC did pretty well to get I think, seven draft picks from I him. guess OKC knew that it was between that... Kawhi was going where Paul George went because Toronto was bidding for him too. So they basically they had all the leverage, made it a bidding war between the Clippers and the Raptors, get a ton of picks for him. They're set up well for the future, especially with the rest per trade, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, who's the best team in LA? Uh, I think it's the Clippers. They they were a playoff team last year. They did trade like two players to the Thunder to get Paul George. I th- this they're younger. I think the Lakers are five years too late. Other players... Lakers are... Yeah, they can, Lakers starting point guard is Rondo. I love Rondo, but... The Clippers have a nasty defensive team. Because Paul George is considered one of the best defensive players they have in the best bench, game. too. Best bench in the league. And, the, and they have a better coach. Doc yes, R- Doc Rivers. Doc Legend. Rivers is huge. And uh, also Jerry West, better executive than anybody that the Lakers have. Jerry West might be the best NBA exec of all time. I know I said Ujiri was, like, like, a week ago, but... Jerry West might be the best NBA exec of all time. This is... He built... He, he built the Warriors, basically, or at least he helped build the Warriors. He got Shaq to L.A. back in the day, and now he gets... He got KD to Golden State, and now he gets Kawhi to L.A. He just lands big free agents. That's all he does. He's He, he must be the best negotiator of all time, best recruiter of all time. He's 
Wherever he goes, he builds a winner. Yeah, I think it's also going to be interesting to see how load management works for these two teams because Kawhi, LeBron, they, they love their load management. So it's going to be interesting to see like how high they finish in the regular season standings at least. Yeah, I got, I got some pretty bold predictions about the NBA regular season. I don't I don't think Lakers or Clippers are going to have great regular seasons. I mean, they're obviously going to make playoffs and they're not going to be awful, but I don't see even – even if they might be the two best teams out west, I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to have home court throughout the playoffs. And then how many times do you think they play during the season? Like three or four times? I think four times maybe. All right. I hope during those games that all four players are out there on the court at the same time. Yes, I know that Paul, would be exciting. Paul George has a shoulder injury that he's going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. Kawhi's going to take his games off. LeBron will take his games off. It'd be nice to see if these players all play against each other at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully. Arena. I don't want to see Anthony Davis versus Montrezl Harrell four times. <laughs> it sound like, that doesn't sound like the most exciting matchup, but we'll see. Hopefully all four players play. Should be fun. Battle for L.A. And then uh, it's also interesting that Kawhi and Paul George also signed three-year... Or Paul George already had a contract that was traded over, but Kawhi signed a three-year contract with an op- player option after two years. So technically he can leave after two years, but also it's also a, a higher salary cap, and he has more um, more uh, yeah, flexibility yeah. and gets like a max contract. He gets to cash in one more time if he opts out. So he could... I think he probably will re-sign with the Clippers, but... If we'll he, see how it goes. If he doesn't resign with the Clippers, he could easily go to the Lakers, replace LeBron, or go back to anywhere. Really, say yeah. Say him and say him and Paul George don't they don't win anything in the next two years. The Clippers could realistically both of them could resign somewhere else. Those picks that OKC got are suddenly worth way more unprotected. I think right, a lot of them were at least. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're all unprotected from the Clippers except for like one. So I mean. Clippers are taking a big leap of faith here, but I mean it obviously makes sense when you can get a, when you can get the best player in the league, and you you make the moves to get him. Um, I don't. I think it was good that he didn't join the Lakers. That would have been. That would have been. Yeah, I don't. That would have been like one. No, there's no real super team right now in the NBA. There's like two good players and like good role players in each team. There's yeah, like, I agree. It makes a, it more, the NBA has needed parity for like six years now, so it's finally. And there's been at most three contenders, like true real contenders in the league every year since LeBron came back to Cleveland, it feels like. So it I mean it's good to it's good to finally have some parity, more than just three two or three teams. And then Kawhi also he owes Toronto nothing. I mean he won them their only championship forever. Yeah, I saw I see Toronto fans calling him a snake. It's <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi said before he was traded he wanted to go to LA. Like obviously he never said it himself, but there was every report said Kawhi only wants to go to LA. Kawhi's going to L.A. Kawhi's planning on signing in L.A. after his contract's up or whatever. And the Tor- Toronto still traded for him, which obviously was a great trade. They won a chance. They traded DeMar DeRozan for a ring, basically. And that's a- you make that trade all day. <laughs> you make that trade 10 times out of 10. DeRozan's a solid player, but come on. If you can get a ring, you get a ring. And you see Toronto fans on Twitter. And not all of them. I- I'm sure mo- a lot of them or most of them are grateful. I don't think I don't. Th- I don't think Drake is going to be crying about it. calling him unloyal, but... Some Toronto fans are claiming that he's a snake, and that's. I'd be like, it's not like it's not like he went to a rival team. It's not like, he, it's not like he ever said he was gonna resign there. He doesn't owe you anything. He brought you your only ring in franchise history. He's your best player in franchise history, and you played one season there. It's. I think they need to get over themselves. I think they need to get over it. Yeah, it was also interesting that he would only resign with the Raptors if they got Paul George. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you already won a championship with the Raptors. What do you need Paul George for if you're in Toronto? That didn't make a whole lot of sense for me. Yeah, I don't know. That like, Ujiri's was... not going to trade his whole franchise just to get Paul George when he's already I... got guys that he's already won with. There was a report out that 
the Thunder offered uh, Ujiri Westbrook and Paul George for a package that sent it around Pascal Siakam, and Ujiri turned it down. Yeah, I mean... I, I love to see it. I love that. I mean, Fred Van Fleet's <laughs> arguably done more in the clutch in his career than Russell Westbrook has. And it makes sense because, I mean, you look at Westbrook and Paul George and OKC, they couldn't do anything. Like, Westbrook's never been really able to get over the hump. The way he plays just... Yeah. It's... it's he I You respect him as a player. He works hard, and... Who would you rather have for the next 10 years, Siakam or Paul George? For the next 10 years? Mm. Siakam's like 26. You have him for a long time. I don't know. We'll see what Siakam does as the number one option, I guess. Paul George right now, you can't say he's not as good as... Paul George is a better player than Siakam right now. Siakam's got a ring. Good point. I don't know. Paul George has barely got... he He hasn't done anything in his career. If you factor in price, age, and... If your team, I mean, I guess if your team isn't ready to win now, then Siakam. If you want to win a championship next year, you take Paul George. I'm talking for the future. And for the next 10 years, probably Siakam. All right. And also, the Thunder GM, he got lucky because he knew he was not winning with Russell Westbrook or Paul George and nobody else because they have, like, no other money to spend. And they're in the lucky Oh, no, yeah, they have, they have nothing. So he got lucky where he was just able to totally reset the whole operation. And supposedly he's uh, known for good draft picking. I guess so. We'll see if he he can't. He's a good draft picker. I think he's, he's a pretty overrated trader. GM though. He he lost Harden for nothing. Harden wins an MVP, thirty seven points per game or whatever. Yeah, I know you're a Harden hater, but he lost him for almost nothing. He gave he just gave away Harden because, and then, of uh, and well, he, he drafted he, Harden. He, yeah, and then he he, lost, he chose him. he chose Ibaka over. He's him. a good drafter, but he's not a good trader. He's, he can't develop a team. How do you, got, I just got, don't understand that you have three MVPs on one team and you can't win a championship. You only made one finals too. Three MVPs under the age of like twenty three. Well, he's, he's a good drafter, and now he's got like fifteen picks. All right, we'll see what happens. All right. If he's still the GM by then, that might be pretty terrible for the next few years. All right, and let's, sticking with OKC, what do you think of uh, Russell Westbrook uh, getting traded? To uh, the Rockets and teaming up with James Harden. Um, Chris, I think Chris Paul going the other way and a couple of draft picks. This gets into my predictions, kind of. I think the Rockets might be one of the best regular season teams ever. I think they're going to maybe not even win, but I think Harden and Westbrook are going to put up ridiculous stats in the regular season. I don't know how well it will work together, but I, I mean, they're both still going to get their points. I think Westbrook's still going to get his triple doubles. I, I see Westbrook bullying Capella out of the paint to get rebounds, <laughs> kind of like he did with Steven Adams. Harden's going to get even more assists, probably. Westbrook's going to get more assists, probably. I don't know. This, we'll see how those those two work together. They, it didn't work together in OKC. They had to have Harden come off the bench. And that's part of the reason why they had to trade Harden, because they didn't want to sign him to max contract, because he was a bench player. But um, I don't know. I think I think they're those two guys love the regular season, don't do anything in the playoffs. And I think, the same, I think it's going to be the Rockets that we've seen the last few years, where they go off in the regular season, people are hyping them up, they could they could actually finally make a finals and they're gonna choke as usual. That's my prediction for them. It's interesting that Hart and Westbrook wanted to be reunited though. So they, ob- they obviously they, th- they think it can they think it can work. If they, yeah, I mean if I if they're both willing to not take seventy shots a game each and in like encourage some ball movement, it could work. I it could work. I think you need two basketballs on the floor to make them both happy. I, you might be right. They they're not big on ball movement. Big ISO guys. They would have thrived in two thousand one. Yeah, I was I was disappointed with this trade. I was um thinking that coming on the podcast for this episode, 
I was planning it out. My bold prediction would be that the Rockets don't make the playoffs for 2019-2020 uh, season with Chris Paul on their team. Chris Paul's but awful. Now getting rid of Chris Paul and adding Russell Westbrook, I think they definitely will make the playoffs. I think the Rockets are in decline, though. I mean, they're just not as good as they were before. They play a terrible system. Harden's a, just a ball hog. Hey, Anto- as long Antonio's as you have a terrible Tucker. coach. They, they, they don't have... Every team was getting better this offseason, and the Rockets did nothing and were arguably getting worse. And then they picked up Westbrook. So that was a good move for them. All the teams around them were getting better. They were getting worse. Chris Paul, right. they were get, they were fighting that, the locker room. I don't know how they, I don't know how they pulled that trade. I don't know who, I don't know why. I mean, obviously they got a t- like they gave up a ton of picks for it, but Westbrook from Chris Paul is a massive upgrade, I think. Well, they're both making the same amount of money. So the only way they could have gotten Westbrook was to get rid of a big contract like Chris Paul. Yeah, but I don't know why OKC would. I feel like Chris Paul is one of the worst players in the NBA right now. I think. Bold take right now. What would you say that he wanted to get traded to a contender? No contenders want him. <laughs> I the Miami Heat don't want him, and the Miami Heat have one player, Jimmy Butler, who <laughs> can he might not make playoffs. Jimmy Butler can't do anything. All he does is play defense and shoot a thirty mid rangers a game. Come on, like Chris Paul, I saw somewhere that Chris Paul. It was like, oh, Chris Paul, Miami could be a possible destination for him. And then a report came out, Miami isn't motivated to make a move for Chris Paul. <laughs> A.K.A. they're only going to sign him to a minimum if he gets bought out. Nobody's <laughs> trading for this Chris Paul contract. It's so bad. It's one of the worst contracts in sports right now. This guy, he had that one good playoff game at the end when the Rockets, I think it was the Rockets' last game in, in the playoffs when they got knocked out. But he can't really shoot. He's not very. He's never been a very athletic player. He's small. He can't really defend. I he used to be able to defend, and I guess he, like, I don't understand he plays hard on defense, but at the end of the day, he can only, Sean Livingston looked like LeBron against him. <laughs> if you put a point guard more taller than 6'3 against him, he's not going to guard them. He can't do anything against them. Yeah, as as an effect of Kawhi going to the Clippers, Thunder have to blow it up, and all of a sudden the Rockets get better because of Kawhi going to the Clippers. Yeah, Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi going to the Clippers was, it, it's going to, it had, it has huge effects on the NBA. Yeah. I think, yeah, the Rockets, poorly coached, system that doesn't win championships. Their fans are terrible. They never, they don't show up to the games. The red seats are always empty, looking like fans are there and they're not. Harden can't, can't win in the playoffs. No team basketball. I think they'll, they'll get to the playoffs and blow, blow up, maybe get by a weak team in the first round, lose in the second round. They're, yeah. not, they're not a championship team. Who on that team is guarding Kawhi? They have no size. They're just chucking up shots. It's not, just Tucker. You, you can't win the way they do. And uh, also, I was thinking about it. Do you think how much do you think the Davis trade to the Lakers impacted Kawhi going to the Clippers? Because I mean, Kawhi looks at that. They have LeBron and Anthony Davis, two arguably top five, top at least obvious, easily top ten, maybe top two, top five players on one team there. And I understand he's a defending champ, but do you think Kawhi looks at that Raptors teams and thinks I can beat the Lakers right now? Wait, and maybe even the Kevin Durant signing, which we'll get into. Which I, he's not going to play next year, but... I think he could have. I don't know. He could have, but... I think he wanted to make it easier on himself, too. He didn't want to be the the guy, the only guy on his team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, But I don't know if Paul George is going to that much of a difference. I don't know. Paul George is he's a good defender. He can shoot. He can, he's, he can do it all. He's a solid player. Uh, he's Paul George player. hasn't put a team over the top in his career. He's never had this good of a player on his team. He's never been the second option to the best player in the league. We'll see. I think I think it could. If Paul George buys into being the second option, I think it could work well. I think they. I think 
they're probably the favorites next year. That's just my. The opinion. Clippers are probably they're slight favorites, but who knows? We haven't seen any of these teams play together. You're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy season. It is. Uh, All right. Move on to the uh, Eastern Conference a little bit. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving to the, to the Kyrie, Nets. Yeah, we'll talk KD and Kyrie Irving and the sign and trade deloading. I'm gonna talk about D'Angelo Russell a little bit after this. Uh, KD. Or we'll talk about Kyrie first. Kyrie Snake. How is he, he a snake? A year ago, he said, "I will. I plan on resigning in Boston." What else is he gonna say? Don't say anything. He just said it unprompted. He stood up in front of season ticket holders. They were like, "Oh, and we have Kyrie Irving in the house," and he just stands up, grabs a mic, and says, "If you'll have me back, I plan on resigning." Yeah, we here. didn't want him back. Classic. Kyrie. We didn't have him. I I agree. I didn't want him back. I that guy is a nuisance, a locker room cancer, and overrated on the basketball court. And he's also a head case. But anyway, Kyrie, as usual, spewing nonsense, spewing fake news, stands up in front of the season ticket holders a year ago, says, if you'll have me back, I plan on resigning. Crowd cheers, whatever. Celtics obviously have one of the most disappointing seasons in Boston sports, in my lifetime at least. Obviously, I mean, before we were alive, Boston sports was a disaster. But in our lifetimes, I haven't, I can't remember a team more disappointing in any, any sport in Boston. Maybe the Red Sox when they had uh, Valentine as <laughs> that, that was awful. But, like, this is just, like, I don't know. Kyrie going to the Nets, I don't think it's going to work out, personally, with KD. I don't think Kyrie and KD are going to, I don't think they're going to win anything. What do you think? Uh, I like this move for Kyrie. Boston just wasn't a good fit for him. Uh, he's a isolation player. Boston and... wanted to play team winning basketball. Kyrie Hank. wanted to get 35 points a game and Kyrie's an isolation player, and Boston likes to pass the ball. So I don't think you can blame Kyrie that much for being put into a bad situation. I think he took 200 shots in the last four playoff camps, and he made about 12 of them. Okay, that's that's what it seemed like to me, at least. He played a lot of iso ball in the playoffs, and uh, they well, he'll lost be able to express himself in Brooklyn, and he won't have you know young young players but acting is, like they're entitled to everything, like Jalen. The only Brown Brooklyn Nets fans right now, the only the only fans in Brooklyn are Knicks fans that are depressed and hopped on the Brooklyn bandwagon. Nobody cares about the Nets. Okay, well, Kyrie is such a you know a locker room cancer, and whatever you say is that KD wanted to play with him. KD is a weird guy. KD wanted to play with him, so that shows that Kyrie is an elite well, player. Well, who knows in the if KD is even going to be able to play? KD is obviously not. He signed a four-year year. contract. That four-year contract might look awful in two years. He still signed it, Last knowing time, that he's playing with Kyrie. So he followed Kyrie, straight. not the other way around. Kyrie went to Boston to play with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward breaks his leg. Devastating leg injury to Gordon Kyrie Hayward. Kyrie got traded to Boston. Kyrie, Kyrie had traded, no idea. Kyrie waived, his, Kyrie waived his trade kicker. Kyrie took less money to go to Boston than he had to. Because yeah, he wanted to get away from LeBron. So he wanted to get away from a player that got him... He wanted to get away from a winning situation to go to Boston so he could get his points per game up. Is no, what he wanted me. his own team. He, he wanted, he he wanted more, to be the guy. And it didn't work on a team that doesn't have a guy. Exactly, because he can't be the guy. He's not good enough. He's he'll never be good enough to be a number one option. He's he not that be, good as he, a basketball okay, player. Okay, he's he's not a number one option. He's a that one dimensional mean, player. That doesn't mean he he's a dribble. terrible player. I'm not saying he's a terrible player, but I'm not saying he's an. He, I would argue that all he, he's really he's a dribbler and he can hit really cool layups. He's not a good shooter. We saw that in the playoffs. Would it matter? He hit that one three five years ago. I don't care. He can't shoot. I he I didn't see him hit one three against the Bucks. Giannis made more threes than him in that series. He can't shoot. He's a very talented offensive player. He shoots player. like 35%. Congrats. I don't care. So does Blake Griffin. I get big man. Brooke Lopez can shoot threes just as well as Curry. He can dribble in ISO and hit cool layups against the 76ers in November. 
I don't I don't think you can rule out Kyrie as being a great NBA player just because so next year, Kyrie's... just because it failed with one team. It only failed with one team. What failed with two teams? Ran himself out of town in Cleveland. He won a championship there. LeBron won him a championship there. LeBron averaged like a triple double with fifty points. Yeah, LeBron's finals. a better player than Kyrie. I agree. <laughs> LeBron, without LeBron, Kyrie would be nothing. Kyrie would be wasting away in Cleveland still, averaging forty points per game, missing playoffs every year as a fifteen seed. Kyrie Irving, he's going to Brooklyn next year. I don't know. He's who's going even home. On. He's going home. He's from New Jersey. He's not from Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving's going to Brooklyn next year. He's going to average forty points a game. KD is not playing. KD's not there to bail him out and rescue him in the playoffs when it matters. Not there'll there to show fire, him how to win a game. They'll be a 5 or 6 seed and lose in the first round. I don't even know if they're going to be a 5 or 6 seed. This team is not going to be very good. His, the guy playing next to him is Dinwiddie, year. who's a, also a ball dominant. Dinwiddie's not a shooter. He's a, he's a, he, he takes the ball down the court and he passes it. So I don't know how him and Dinwiddie are going to work together because Kyrie does not play well with the other guys that like the ball, clearly. No, he, and doesn't, then, he doesn't play well with who is young... The, who is the second best player in the... The or third best player in the Nets right now. Did what he's the second best player? They got DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. They got that been... center who blocks the what can out DeAndre... of the paint. Jared Allen. Jared. So Jared Allen, who is basically all he. Can... What is there between Jared Allen and Robert Williams on the Celtics? Number forty-one. Uh, one's playing Big in the man. NBA and one hasn't. <laughs> Jared Allen. What did he do last year? He was the eight seed. All Jared Allen can do is rebound and block guys. That's every big man. That's DeAndre Jordan too. You can. So I can find a big Ky- man on the so street. What did, what did you that. want Kyrie to Taco do? Ball can do that. What did you want Kyrie to do? Why didn't Kyrie go back to L.A. to win? He didn't want to play with LeBron. Because he doesn't want to win. He cares about his points per game too much. He cares about the publicity too much. He cares about being the star too much. That's my problem with Kyrie. He's not a winner. He all he plays for the money and the glory. Not the money. He, well, yeah, Nobody probably. else on the Celtics is a winner either. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart plays to win the game. Marcus Smart isn't playing what for stats. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier who think they're legends because they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, congrats. He got to the Eastern Conference Finals and then choked against LeBron. Kyrie thinks he's a legend because he went 8 for 25 four times against Giannis. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is going to fail epically in Brooklyn. That's my prediction. Sure, he's, he, he honestly could win, like, he, can, he might win MVP this year because he, he's going to touch the ball every time in Brooklyn. He's going to jack up 50 shots a game. He's going to compare himself to Kobe in post-game interviews. He's going to call himself one of the select few who can lead a team. It's going to be a 5-seed, 6-seed, 7-seed. We'll see. Losing the first round to the Bucks or the 76ers or the Raptors. I Actually, I want to make a prediction right now. Raptors, 2-seed or 3-seed. You just said they were going to be terrible. No, I just said they're not going to be a contender. They're not going to win a championship. They're not, but they're going to sweep Kyrie in the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be epic. Fred Van Fleet's going to ball on him. But Kyrie Irving is... I, I, just, I don't see why people care. I, don't, I think the Nets aren't going to win anything. KD's not going to play this year. He's got a torn Achilles, which is the worst injury you can get as an NBA player. No player has ever come back and played well from a torn Achilles, ever. DeMarcus Cousins went from, people called him the best center in basketball. He to... played well in game two? Yes, he <laughs> did play well in game two. So did Chris Paul in game six of the, Ra- the Rockets series. So DeMarcus Cousins' career is, obviously he's a big man. I mean, KD's seven feet tall. Like, seven footers coming back from Achilles injury even worse history of just any players. I'm not saying Rudy Gay was even close to his level, but Rudy Gay went from a solid six-man good basketball player who could put up points to, I don't even know if this guy's in the league anymore. He's on the Spurs. He just resigned with the Spurs. He, does he do anything? Uh, Probably uh, not. Uh, Probably know. just stands in the corner. Um, I think the biggest story about KD and Kyrie to the Nets is not that they're joining the Nets, it's that they did not join the Knicks. 
the Knicks all year, they were supposed to have KD, Zion, and Kyrie. They traded Kristaps Porzingis to open up two max slots. And they lost the lottery. Did not get KD. <laughs> did not get Zion. I mean, they ended up with R.J. Barrett, who's shooting like 22% in Summer League. Who's a ball hog at Duke who couldn't close in the tournament. I kind of like Barrett. I don't mind. I, I think he could become a good player on the Knicks. Cause okay. He... Well, then the Knicks also missed on everybody. Then they signed Julius Randle, who's a good player. And then end up with guys that you never heard of, and you have to like Google into Wikipedia to see if they're any good. Alfred Payton, Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington, <laughs> Reggie Bullock, Todd Gibson. It's just it's terrible. The Knicks, they should be a destination where players. They couldn't should even go. get Jimmy Butler. They could. They couldn't even. They couldn't I even think, get Kemba. I think it was a weak move for Katie and Kyrie to go to the Nets. I think it would have been a way big, bigger move if they went to MSG and won a championship for the Knicks. Their first in fifty years. I, it feels like that would have been the bigger move, but I think. They didn't want the pressure. They didn't want the media frenzy around them. So they kind of... They took the easy way. I think KD... I don't think... I think KD and Kyrie were the main two that took the easy way out in NBA free agency. Kawhi took on a challenge. KD's, KD loves taking the easy way out. I think, I think it's an easy way out. If they really wanted to go to New York, they should have went to the Knicks. I agree with you there. I think KD... KD was tired of hearing criticism about... I mean, why I don't understand why he would leave the Warriors. It's obviously, he was in pr- probably the best situation you could be in the NBA. Well, he's on every, a dynasty. Everybody says his rings don't mean anything. Exactly, so he wants to prove people wrong. But he's going to the Brooklyn with Kyrie, and I just don't, I don't see them beating any of these other new teams in a final series at West. I don't see them even having standing a chance against LeBron and AD. I think I think LeBron. I'm not a LeBron fan at all. I hate LeBron, but LeBron would. I think LeBron would kill that team. And I think Kawhi and Paul George would beat that team easily. Okay, that, that's two years from now. Yeah, two years from now. I, I, the rest of the NBA is only going to get better, too. Giannis is, only get, Giannis is going to get a, someone there. I, he has to, or he's leaving. Giannis isn't playing with Eric Bledsoe forever. Greek Freak's not going to waste away in Milwaukee with Eric Bledsoe. Actually, they're either getting somewhere or he's out of there. there no, there's a, there's a good tweet. There's a good uh, quote from the Greek Freak. I'll bring it up later in the podcast. He, he pretty much said he was staying in, in Milwaukee. I agree with that, but I don't think he's going to be happy playing with Eric Bledsoe when he sees all these other NBA superstars getting, uh, getting another superstar teammate to play with. Yeah, but who who's going to go to Milwaukee and play with the Greek Freak? Nobody's going to Milwaukee. LeBron was lucky that he got Kevin Love to Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's in, who yeah, wants to go to Cleveland? Trade. You can make it. Russell know. Westbrook was in OKC for ten years. I guess he he didn't, like he only he only got one player to go there with him, Paul George. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think the Bucks can make a trade for someone. I think Giannis would fit well with like, Giannis needs a guy a point guard that can shoot really well and play off ball. I don't know, I don't know who that is, but like if Clay Thompson, which is never gonna happen, he's a warrior for life. He already resigned. But like Clay Thompson to Milwaukee, I think that would be a perfect match. Someone like that. Giannis needs a guy who can shoot, play off ball, pass a little bit. He needs a star player like that to play with. Eric Bledsoe isn't cutting it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Back back to the Knicks. They will. They never get any lottery picks. They never get high picks. They can't get any free agents. They're destined to suck for the next however many years. They're just not going to be any good. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is ownership. James Dolan might be the worst owner in sports. That guy's a wreck. I mean, obviously he has personal issues, but not even that. It's just he kicks people out of Madison Square Garden if they if they insult the team, which they rightfully can because the product is pathetic. And they're paying a hundred bucks for tickets to see, like it's just it's so bad. And he kicks media members out that criticize the Knicks too. 
he doesn't allow them in Madison Square Garden. If you criticize the Knicks at all, if you're a New York media member. And how do you cr- trade Kristaps Porzingis on his rookie deal, one of the most promising young players in the league, for really nothing? Oh, and they also had Dennis DeAndre. Smith. They also had DeAndre Jordan on their team. DeAndre Jordan's one of Kevin Durant's best friends. And what do they do with DeAndre Jordan? Put him on the bench. So now DeAndre Jordan <laughs> hates the Knicks and is basically like telling KD, "Don't go to the Knicks. They're they suck. I'm leaving." I mean, if you treat they, played, they they just played so wrong. If they, you treat DeAndre Jordan well, maybe KD will will come to you. I don't know. You don't take KD's best friend and then treat him like crap. Yeah, that's just it's, it's just, just terrible, man. It's very stupid. I just the Knicks are a bad franchise, and I mean, like I said, I think ownership plays a big part in that. If your ownership is that bad, that much of a joke, it's just gonna trickle down all the way through the organization. Toxic environment there, and also the big stage in Madison Square Garden. If you go there, like, as a player, if I was a player, if I went to Madison Square Garden and played for the Knicks, I wouldn't feel set up to succeed. And if you go to New York and you don't win championships, you'll be criticized for the rest of your career as overrated, a choker. You look at Carmelo Anthony, who, in the last, since Patrick Ewing is the only superstar to go to New York, right? Well, Amari Stoudemire, and Amari's coming back, but the Knicks don't want him. <laughs> Amari's coming back to the NBA. He, if Amari came back to the NBA, he'd probably be one of the better players on the Knicks right now. But... Carmelo Anthony, I know you're a hater of him. I like Melo. You have to. He was. He's the only guy. He had the balls to go to New York. He signed. He, he technically got traded, but he said he told everyone he was signing with them in a few months. I don't know why the Knicks. Another example of the Knicks being stupid. They traded all their future away for Melo when they could have signed him two months later. But whatever. That's beside the point. Melo went to New York. He didn't want to ring there, obviously, and now he just gets criticized as overrated and choke artist for the rest of his career. If Melo stayed in Denver, he would have just been re- re- remembered as like a Nuggets legend, I guess. <laughs> but Melo had the balls to go to New York, and he wanted to win in New York, and it didn't work out, and now he's criticized. The stage was big, and you're not set up to succeed if you go to New York right now. The management is mm-hmm. awful. Terrible. And hey, that, that's a lot of pressure to put on a player when you're going to be put in a position to probably not succeed because you're in New York. Yeah, and then this is uh, Giannis's quote the other day, going back to Giannis. Quote, unquote, I want to be a part of a winning team. As long as we, the Milwaukee Bucks, have the same mindset and the same approach to the game, there's no reason for me to move and not be like Steph Curry or not be like Dirk Nowitzki or Kobe Bryant or Tim Duncan. Or Tim Duncan. I like it. I respect that a He's lot. He's not going anywhere. I, I hope not because NBA players change teams every two years now and it's awful. Um, also, I guess the good part of this NBA season is there's going to be no free agent talk during the year. There's nothing to say because there's no good 2020 free agents. They're all everyone's going to talk about basketball. Who's the best 2020 free agent? Like Draymond Green. That's. I mean, last year the whole season everybody was talking about these fantasy basketball teams. Yeah, that's the, all the NBA. talk. Every post game interview had something to do yes. with free agency. Even it was like in November, December. It was it was kind of ridiculous, but that's the NBA. It's kind of a soap opera. It's it's that's how it is. The NBA NBA revolves around drama. That's why they're. Second most popular mm-hmm. sports league in the country. That's how, that's how it goes in the NBA. All right. And then uh, moving on to the Celtics. Losing Al Horford. Uh, trading Aaron Baines. Losing Kyrie. Adding Kemba. Drafting a bunch of players. What do you think about the Celtics offseason? Um, I like the Celtics offseason a lot. Not only did they get Taco Fall, who I said was my favorite guy in the draft. <laughs> He's been playing very well in summer league. Favorite player in the draft. Favorite player in the draft was Taco Fall. I can't got him, move. Got him undrafted. He's seven foot seven. You don't need to move when you're seven seven. Chara can't move. <laughs> undrafted for a reason. Undrafted. He's been playing extremely well in the summer league. 
Him and Carson Edwards, one of the Does best he even one-two punches. Have a contract punch. yet? Nobody. They they waived uh, Yabuselli, and people say it's to open up a roster spot for Taco. <laughs> so Taco should be a Celtic this year, if rumors are correct. Um, not only did they do that, but they got Kemba, who, legendary college player. He's clutch. He's been stuck in Charlotte. Michael Jordan as his GM the last few years, and that guy can't build a basketball team to save his life. His best teammate in his entire career has probably been Al Jefferson. <laughs> or I, I truly don't know who else you could even... Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, the one year he was there, actually, maybe, coming off the bench. There's, the, the Charlotte Hornets have been putting abysmal talent around him for his entire career. He's played with nobody. He's never played with anyone... You, like there's like four Celtics right now that would probably be his best player or his best teammate ever in his entire career. So I think there's a big move for Kemba, big move for the Celtics. They obviously lost Kyrie. People thought, oh, we're gonna rebuild, build around the youth. But Danny Ainge goes out, signs Kemba, um, ready to contend now. Well, I don't think they're gonna contend, but maybe in a few years. Uh, Kemba said one of the reasons he wanted to come here was to play with guys like Tatum. He's friends with Tatum, Brown. I think he said Hayward, but that might have been out of politeness. Uh, he said he wanted to play with guys that he could pass the ball to and he wanted to be a distributor at a point guard. That is completely opposite of an attitude that Kyrie Irving has. And I love that. Point guards need a pass in the end of the day. You need, you need ball movement to win in the NBA. Raptors showed that. So Kemba can score. He can shoot. He can, I mean, he's a, he's a score-first point guard, but he said he wants to come here so he can pass the ball, distribute, and I like that. Because we need that. Celtics need that. He fits the system if he does that. I think it's ob- it's obviously a good move for Kemba. Kemba, it was hard to make a worse move for Kemba. Maybe go to the Phoenix Suns or somebody. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to make a worse move for Kemba. I'm not sold on it for the Celtics' point of view. I think they just signed a guy just to sign a guy. I don't like the contract at all. Four years, $140 million. He's 29 right now, so he's and he's an undersized point guard. His game does not age well. And... Everybody says Kyrie doesn't pass the ball. Kemba took two more shots on average than Kyrie this year. Well, yeah, because Kemba was playing with Jeremy Lamb. Okay, well... Kyrie was... Kyrie... When Tate, when Kyrie didn't play, Tatum looked like a future NBA superstar. That's a fact. Tatum... When Kyrie doesn't play, the young guys looked extremely good. They win their games when... They, and Horford was obviously a good player, too. A great we, player. And Kyrie just... Okay, there's no... There's Ky- no saying that Kemba's going to be a good fit for the Celtics. Yeah, but what he's if, at least motivated. What if Kemba starts taking Kemba, shots? Is Jalen Brown going to start pounding the in the corner Kemba, again? The difference between Kemba and Kyrie is Kemba's motivated to be a good fit. Kyrie's motivated to jack up shots and sign with Brooklyn. Kyrie had already had Brooklyn figure out the All Star. Kemba's break. never played in the playoffs before. I mean, Celtics want to win, right? Kyrie had never played in the playoffs without LeBron before. You had no problem with that, and it shows. He played in the playoffs. He's been on the biggest you stage. Big he's hit biggest shots on the biggest stage. Kemba hasn't done that. He had a shot on the biggest stage, not biggest shots, and then. By himself, without LeBron carrying him to a Game 7 that, sure, he hit the game-winning shot, but the only reason they were even there was because of LeBron playing out of his mind. Best basketball we've ever seen in this generation, at least. Um, I'm also glad for Terry Rozier to go the other way and go to complete mediocrity where nobody actually cares about you. Terry Rozier That guy might, is so overrated. Who cares about that guy? Literally, who cares? He's going to average 40 points per game. Shooting he's not going to average 40 for, points per game. Shooting he 20%. Sucks. He can't shoot. I just he's forty points per game shooting twenty percent. He's terrible. He's I mean, he went seven with LeBron. He didn't win. Who cares if you go seven with LeBron? It was Tatum going seven with LeBron, not him. Terrorism Celtics was, getting rid of that guy was huge. That guy, you can't win of, with that guy. I think Celtics getting rid of Kyrie was 
a I don't know. more beneficial time. I don't know how Terry Rozier will ever be able to make national news again. When's the next time Terry Rozier is going to get on Sports Center? Get on first take. I don't know. I don't know. Get on PTI. He's, he's done. Player. His career is over, and I'm happy for him. He sucks. Most improved player next year for Charlotte. I think, Shooting percentage, not going to be not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. I think, but the point, the, the, the box number stats are going to look good. It's going to look good if you just look at points per game. I mean, Kemba's tiny. He can't, can, can he play defense? Who's he guarding? I mean, Kyrie didn't play defense, and you had no problem with that. And they didn't win. You're right. I don't think the Celtics are going to contend. I just I told you that. I think also you have to look at this from Danny Hage's point of view. Danny Ainge, I don't know his health situation, but he had heart problems this season. He had a stroke, I think, maybe, or something like that. No, I don't know. He had a mild heart attack, I think. Mild heart attack, yeah. He, Danny Ainge, I love Danny Ainge from time to time. I think he's a really good guy. Seems like a good guy. Usually a good GM until he trades for Kyrie, but that's beside the point. Danny Ainge probably does not have that much time left as a Celtics GM. Like, he's probably going to have to retire at some point. He can't do this forever. It's a stressful job, and he has heart problems. It's just that's the fact. He can't be doing this forever. That's just dangerous. So, Danny Ainge is not going through another full rebuild. That's just not happening with him. That's not how he, that's not how he operates. Even when the Celtics... How does he operate? He's got all these quote-unquote assets and it's turned him into absolutely nothing he went seven with LeBron I agree he blew it well he sold his soul for Kyrie and it he didn't sold his soul he gave up one pick and his where the heck are all these other picks and his all these other assets this big trade was coming we didn't trade anybody we didn't move we did nothing well we signed Hayward which didn't turn out we signed Horford which he's a good player and we traded for Kyrie trading for Kyrie kind of made us it made it pretty hard to trade for anyone else Nobody wants to play with Kyrie. I don't know. I don't think... I'm not a big fan of this Kemba move. When he's 33, old, slow, tiny point guard, not guarding anybody, jacking up shots, it's not going to work. I don't think he's going to... I don't think that's what's going to happen, though. I think as he ages, Tatum's going to step it up. They point guards. When he's 33, he's going to be... He might honestly be coming off the bench at that point. You point guards like Chris Paul. Well. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be... Because Chris Paul still thinks he's the best player in the league. He does think he's the thing. The thing about Chris Paul is he's friends with LeBron, and LeBron probably hypes him up every day. So, oh, Chris, you've been balling, and so Chris Paul thinks he's the best player in the league still. Chris Paul has been gassed up by everybody since he entered the league, and what has he done? He can't win a. He couldn't get past the second round until Harden carried him. Chris Paul is. I'm not comparing Kemba to Chris Paul. I think Kemba will have. I think Kemba will age better than that. Kemba's more athletic than Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's n- not really athletic. So I don't know, I don't I don't think you should parent Chris Paul. And he's also not making Chris Paul money. Chris Paul's making like fifty million a year. Chris Paul's contract Kemba's is absurd. making a lot. And Chris Paul's signed for like three more years. Kemba's, Kemba's signed for four. Kemba's contract is twenty nine. Yeah. So Kendrick, how old is Chris Paul right now? Thirty four. Thirty five. So Kemba's contract expires before Chris Paul's age right now, and Chris Paul's still three years. It's not it's not comparable. And Kemba, when he ages, I think he'll age gracefully. Take a backseat to Tatum. Just seemed like the Celtics signed a player just to sign somebody. Oh, we lost a player. Let's go just sign somebody. Yeah, I mean it could be a panic move. Bruins signing back is it's you could watch well, after they lost Erickson. You could say it's similar to that. But also in the NBA, you can't draft and develop. That just doesn't work. That's not how you win championships in the NBA. Drafting and the Warriors did it. Okay, that's one team, but they won one, and then they got KD, and they won two more. The Thunder built. I mean, the best Jalen team Brown. Ever by, that the, never by the time Jalen Brown develops, you could want to leave somewhere. Who says Tatum? Tatum was saying he wants to go join the Pelicans and get traded for Anthony Davis and be the face of the Pelicans. Who would say they want <laughs> to leave Boston to become the face of the Pelicans? He said he wouldn't mind. Well, that's not happening anymore, Zion said. I know, but he said he wouldn't mind being the face of the Pelicans. I mean, come on. <laughs> what player wants to leave Boston 
after almost winning I think championship. He, he, he's from Cotton, He's from St. Louis, actually, but. Right. So again, so if St. Louis has an expansion, he was happy when he was happy St. Louis when the gets an expansion team like and Tatum leaves in five years. It's just hard to draft and develop, and the Celtics draft and develop two guys, who one has a bad attitude, the other still has a little bit of ways to go, and both could leave in about three years when their deals are up. I'm a Kemba fan. Hard for me to hate this move because I like Kemba, but at the same time, if the Celtics, if the Celtics didn't sign Kemba and just built around the young guys, I would not have had it. If they signed like Rondo to be their point guard. Although I don't think Rondo would have played for a rebuilding Celtics team, but or I don't know, they just signed some random guy to be their Rubio or something to play point guard. Well, guy. we drafted Romeo Langford. Don't forget about him, the guy with a bad thumb. Good player. Yeah, he's he's awful. Couldn't Can't, couldn't lead Indiana to a tournament. I mean, he had a cast on his thumb. Hard to play with a cast in your hand. Yeah. Awful. Celtics. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't have been mad if they built their own the young guys. I wouldn't have been mad about. Oh, that. so you get mad at Kyrie for leaving and not being able to handle the young guys? What about Al Horford? Now, Hofer clearly sees that these young guys are bums, and he decides he's going to leave, too, because he can't deal with them either. Because Al Horford... Al Horford's on a nutcase. Al Horford's on a mental case. Al Horford doesn't... He didn't want to play with these young guys. If he did, he's... Al Horford never promised the Celtics He turned down anything. $30 million bucks. And the Celtics didn't offer him... Enough. He had a $30 million player option. He could have opted in. Yeah, but that's one year for a 34-year-old center. A 34-year-old okay, center is going to take the guaranteed the money, four-year The money, money between the Celtics and the 76ers was not very much. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was. I don't I, th- I don't the Celtics lowballed him. Because Cel- he said he was opted out to resign with the Celtics, and the Celtics lowballed him, and all of a sudden, in the span of like two hours... Either way, he doesn't from, want to play with Jalen He's a loss to come back. Or Terry Rozier. But honestly, I don't, I don't hate Horford leaving, because I don't think... I mean, it's like if you sign Kemba, it wouldn't... I don't know. They wouldn't, I don't think they would have been able to afford Kemba if Horford stayed. No, they wouldn't. I would, rather, I would rather, have, I would rather, I would rather have Kemba than Horford. And the 76ers, they did get better. I I agree. They're on. They, Horford on, can probably shoot better than Jimmy Butler. On on paper, they're probably the best team in the East. On paper, but they also have four big men. <laughs> they I have five big men, I think. They have. So they have Ben Simmons at point guard, just signed to a five-year max deal, which, the guy I'm. I, he was just like 12 points a game or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a great playmaker at his size. I don't care. Can't, he can't shoot for any... It's so easy to stop him in the playoffs. It just put, put, put a guy in the paint. Taco Fall could lock him up. <laughs> Sit Taco Fall under the basket. Ben Simmons will not score anything. Ben Simmons, is, ben Simmons will be pretty much useless if you put Taco Fall mm-hmm. in the paint on him in four playoff games. So Ben Simmons just got a five-year max. He's seven feet tall and he can't shoot, so I call him a big man. I don't care if he's a point guard. <laughs> Tobias Harris is like six nine, and I guess he can play small forward a little bit. He can, he's combo. That guy's forward. overrated. He's way overpaid. He's done nothing in his career, and all of a sudden he gets a five year, one ninety million dollar deal. I went to a Celtics Clippers games a few years ago, and he dropped forty five. I think. Okay, that's pretty, one game. He's what's a he, Celtics What's he ever killer. done in the playoffs in his career? I yeah. I, if he's well, so, I agree. If I'm not saying so Tobias good. Harris is an all star, but Tobias Harris is a good player. He's like a twenty point per game kind of score, but at the same, he's a power forward basically. He he's a big body. He gets down low. He can shoot. That's good. He, he he's kind of an all around player. That's the thing with Tobias Harris. I don't know if I don't know if he can defend very well, but that's. I mean, he's basically a big man. You obviously have Embiid. At least with Horford, they can just keep him out in the perimeter and keep Embiid down low. Because Embiid sucks when he's out there jacking up threes for no reason. Yeah, Embiid, he's a beast down low Embiid, when they just call fouls. And Embiid's the shooting has gotten worse. I feel like I don't know. That could be wrong. He's just Maybe gotta he's got stay to down better. low in the paint. When Embiid fouls. first came into the league, when he was when he, well, I mean, it took him like three years because he was hurt. But when he first came, when it was during his rookie year, he was shooting well. And now, like I don't know, whenever he shoots, it's a brick when I watch. But yeah, then Al Horford's got to teach him how to play. <laughs> 
That's, I don't that know could, if Embiid listens to Al Horford. That could be huge, though. He could be a good mentor to Embiid if Embiid will listen. And Simmons. Simmons, Simmons, Simmons doesn't know what hand the only, he is. The only team that can beat the 76ers in the playoffs is themselves. I agree. And that can easily happen because their coach is awful. I don't know how that guy still has <laughs> the job. I don't know how the 76ers still have money, though. I don't. They just pull money out of nowhere. They just, they're always acquiring these players. And it's like They're like B-plus level players. And they just keep adding them to this team and it's not working. So it could be more of that. And they have no bench. You're right. No, they have nothing on the bench. They have no bench, guys. And they lost Redick. They did lose Reddick, but he can't play defense. But he shoots a bunch of threes. He was their only guy that could hit a three. Yeah. I mean, Horford, great player, but he's never won anything. And Bede yeah. and Simmons, they've never won anything. They had a team of four players, and they lost a one in Kawhi. I think, yeah. No, this team, well, they, I mean, they were a shot away. Still lost. But if Embiid, the thing that scares me about the Sixers is if like Embiid, he might not stay healthy. His his health is still his his legs or his ankles or his knees whatever it is are just yeah they, he's always, they they load management him all the time he should take off like forty games a year he should he <laughs> but he he hates it because he get he gets mad when they make him do load management and he plays and he plays and he forces himself onto the court well, then he gets sick which before... you you can respect that but at the same time that is not good and then he was like sick before playoff games like that's terrible how are you sick before a playoff yeah game? and he was I don't know Embiid it's weird with Embiid he needs to stay healthy but get off you, Twitter. People are like obviously Embiid. He looks like a future star, but I don't know how long he can be dominant player in the NBA with his health issues. Because big men, big men just suddenly fall off a cliff because of health. Demarcus yeah. Cousins, Dwight Howard, it happens. Embiid, good player, but we'll see how it works. That's why Al Horford's good to back him up. You're right. Al Horford's a good player. He's a he's a good B player. He's... All right, and then uh, that's enough seventy six or talk for this podcast until they yeah, actually become, a little too much until they become relevant. Um, going back to the Raptors, I don't think they're done yet. Last year, as I said, great record with Kawhi. They have young players, Van Fleet and Siakam, who are still getting better. It's going to be interesting, though, for them. Lowry has one year left on his contract. Uh, Gasol, one year left on his contract. And Ibaka, one year left on his contract. So if they keep all their players for another run, they could maybe get to the finals again. But if not, I don't. I think Ujiri might, he might be sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah, I... They could blow it up and start over again if they I, trade those three players. I like the team. They're a likable team, obviously, but they're not... I don't think they have what it takes to win a NBA championship right now. They just don't have star power. You need stars to win in the NBA. That's simple as that. Siakam could take a huge leap again and become an all-star player, which I think he will. I think he'll probably make the all-star game. He's going to get it. He's going to be their number one guy. He's going to average 20-something points per game, probably, but at the same time... And they're probably going to win games. They're a good team, good coach. Um, but I just don't. I don't see Fred and Siakam being on that level ever in their careers. Also, at least they don't. They don't have any pressure on them this year. Greek Freak, bunch of pressure. You got to make Greek, shots in the playoffs. Greek Freak, Seventy Sixers. They load it up. You got. You can't get knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. I think it's probably Greek Freak for Seventy Sixers to make it to the finals. I don't. I don't think the East is. I. I think a team out west is probably going to be the favorites to win the NBA title this year. The West is stacked. East is pretty top heavy, but even the top teams aren't. 76 is on paper are, but the top the top teams in the East aren't on par with the the teams out West on paper. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. But um, and then uh, we never got to uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, uh, that's the Warriors. About, let's talk about D'Angelo Russell, the Warriors. Yeah, and you you can start this one off. You're a big. Sign, fan. I'm a huge deal owning fan. I think the Nets made a massive mistake in choosing Kyrie over him. Um, but deal owning gets signed and traded to the Warriors for KD. 
the Warriors signed him to a four-year extension. Uh, Warriors came up today. Their GM and said we do not. There was rumors that they were going to trade him. Um, more NBA sources just reporting blatantly wrong things, and they have no information. But D'Angelo, they said we did not sign D'Angelo Russell to this extension to trade him. We intend to, for him to be a Warrior or whatever and play for the Warriors. And I think this is an interesting move. They Clay is coming back from a torn ACL. He's probably not going to be back till January, I think February. He's a quick healer. I think he'll be. He back. was running and jumping on that thing in the I hallway. Know. He'll I, be back. I think he'll be back after the All Star break. And he's not a low management guy either. No, and he plays. Clay's so you. So got, the Warriors are still going to be good next year. They're better than the Rockets. I, I have a prediction that the Warriors are going to be the number one seed in the regular season. They. That's bold. That's bold. I, Steph Curry is an unbelievable player still. Clay taught D'Angelo Russell. They did lose. He's like, one of my favorite players bench. in the league. They lose like their whole bunch. Like Livingston's gone, Iguodala's gone. Livingston even, was even only Quinn good against Cook, Chris Paul. Even Quinn Cook's gone, and Boogie's gone. That doesn't matter. I don't. That doesn't matter. This, they have, they, they signed Kevin Looney. Steve Kerr is a really good coach. Draymond is still there. Draymond. Forgot the, about him. They Draymond's like still him. one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Steph Curry's still one of the best players in the NBA, and he gets obviously Clay's up for out the season, but Clay's gonna come back, probably halfway through the year, a little after it. D'Angelo Russell, one of my favorite players in the league. If him and Curry mesh well. Watch, I saw somewhere that they, at the beginning of the season, they might play deloading a point guard and have Steph play off ball because Steph takes most of his threes are actually assisted threes because they're passed to the post to Draymond and then passed back out to Curry, wide open in the corner, automatic. So if Curry plays off ball, which he's been, he's probably the best off ball shooter in the league. He's the best on ball shooter in the league. He's just, he's unreal. I think it could work if him and deloading mesh. And I think they will because deloading could not have landed in a better situation. He's got... He landed in the middle of a dynasty, which people say it's in the end of its run, but we'll see. Uh, he, he gets to play with Steph Curry, who the best point guard of this generation is not even close. Gets to play with Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, Steve Nash is in the building. He's got all these guys to... I mean, he, he's been in two of the worst situations in his time. He played with the Lakers at the end of Kobe's career, so he just sat there and watched Kobe jack up shots that he couldn't make when he was 40. And... He, with no coaching, no organizational structure. And he played in Brooklyn and took that franchise from the laughing stock of the league to a team that can land Kyrie and KD in free agency and make the playoffs. He single-handedly saved that franchise with no leadership. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big deloading fan. I think he's uh, he's overrated. Just He just jacks up shots. I mean, there's this video a couple weeks ago on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, whatever, deloading in the gym, you know, no shirt on, jacking up shots. Pretty, cutting out videos of the ones he misses and adding the ones that he makes and it's just like oh what D'Lo you're the only guy working on the offseason this year D'Lo saved the Nets you did not save the Nets what, what are the Nets without D'Lo without D'Lo the Nets are still the worst team in the league that hasn't he was had just a first jacking up pick. shots all, all year who cares D'Lo he, he took the Nets from the worst okay, team in the league with no, with no draft win, picks you're not, not only win, did they come in last they didn't even have a draft pick to build you're around. not winning anything with D'Lo on your team you don't, so you don't think the Warriors with Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr can win because they added deloading. <laughs> yeah, they're not winning with deloading. I guy, think they're going to be the best team in the league. He thinks he's better than I think they're best team in the league. He thinks he's better than he is. I Does think he even play any defense? I, he lost to Ben Simmons. I mean, they won one game in the playoffs. He lost to Joel Embiid. Then they lost four. Then they lost four in a row. He lost to Joel Embiid. He, he was lost playing, four games in a row. His best teammate was Spencer Dinwiddie. They lost four games in a row. He's like twenty-two when he was playing. What with was he Spencer doing? The, what was he doing? He gives the game four at home. He's not taking the last shot of the game. Instead, it goes down low to, like, Jared Dudley, whoever. He's getting fouled, no call, and he, they're throwing their arms up in the air. Where was D-loading? Last 
last play of the game. He was being a team player. Like you just told me he wasn't a team player and that he thought he was better than he is. Now he's being now that he passes to his teammates, it's on him. Oh, you think the Nets made a mistake by getting rid of deloading and adding KD and Kyrie? Yes, oh, big I think mistake I, for the Nets. Because the Nets aren't gonna win a championship with this team, so you stay building for the future. You can't build for the future in the NBA. You can't well you, you can't build around a guy on a torn Achilles and a point guard that can't they can't win they choose eight for twenty five for straight games. What did D loading do in the playoffs? Not much. Not much better than that. <laughs> he did better than that. Kerry is awful. In the playoffs, he was. D loading's just what a better in, a Kemba in a better situation. The Warriors are going to be a good team next year. They will be not because of D loading. First seed. D loading's going to get twenty. I don't even know how's this going to work. Another guy that jacks the plays to all, a team that doesn't pass to a team that passes all the time. D loading plays at point guard. He passes to Steph Curry. Steph Curry takes a shot. It goes in. If it doesn't go in, Draymond gets three on. He passes to Curry again. Open. This when Curry all- comes off the bench, you let D-Loading run the offense. Also, this is another thing the Warriors... They just signed a guy just to sign a guy. Kind of just like the Celtics did. They lose KD and just say, oh, we'll just sign D-Loading. So you think the Warriors... see what happens. It's better than not signing anybody. They have to do a sign-and-trade to sign him because they don't have the cap space to do anything else. And who else from the Nets are you taking in a sign-and-trade? Jared Allen. They need a rim protector. They don't need Jared Allen. D-Loading will provide much more for them than Jared Allen ever would. Marcus Saul was eating up in the paint in the finals. They had no answer for Marcus Gasol. They had many answers for Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol is awful. The Raptors better hope he walks in a year. All right, overall, uh, NBA free agency, you think it was uh, good for the league? I think it was very good for the league. Added parity that has been much needed for a very long time now. Um, it sucks how many that players don't really stay where they get drafted and play. It's hard to be a fan of an NBA. It's hard to be a fan of a player in the NBA when you're loyal to a team because... It's you can't fall in love with any players on your team because they change teams every two years now. It's it's that's tough, but um, overall I think it's good for the league because you need parity and now they finally have it and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the most interesting NBA seasons ever, definitely. And then there's also teams that we didn't talk about like Denver who still is a good team, Portland still is a good team. Everybody's in love with Utah making all their acquisitions. Yeah. They think they can be contenders. I think I think Utah's over. Rudy Gobert is he gets a lot of blocks and he protects the rim, but he's not. Well, they traded for Mike Conley, I guess. And Mike Conley's a Mike Conley's on the decline. Mike Conley's been the most underrated player in the league forever, but and Donovan Mitchell is one of the most overrated players in the league. I Donovan think. Mitchell's just jacked up shots. If you want to talk about jacked up shots, that is Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> he's a Mitchell. tiny guy too. Yeah, yeah, and he's Donovan I mean, Mitchell is. You look at the Mavericks. I think they added some pieces. Big fan of the Suns now. Though. Oh, Ma- I forgot about the Mavericks. I love the Mavericks. Yeah, Suns also got Ricky Rubio, my boy, uh, and Aaron Baines. And Aaron Baines. Sons of Sons are not doing anything. Pel- I hate to break it to you. Sons aren't making playoffs. Pelicans got better. Spurs are still halfway decent. Uh, the Kings are getting... Kings are a good young team. They're getting better. That's what I was saying. The Rockets, they needed to make a Miami move. Miami Heat didn't get better. No, they didn't get better. Jimmy Butler's not... A, Jim, Jimmy Butler's just there. Jimmy Butler's not pushed the... Talking about guys who don't want to win. That guy, he, he went there to 100% to live on the beach. And I, in a way, I respect that. That's just the way Jimmy Butler's going to be. Jimmy Butler hates playing with young guys, hates playing with old guys because he complained about Rondo when he was in Chicago. So, just goes to a team with nobody. Dion Waiters, I guess. I don't, I don't know who the Heat have. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't hate the uh, I, Jimmy Butler. He's not going to win anything. That team's not going to succeed. But gets to live on the beach. So. Yeah, and that's why I was saying the Rockets. They needed to add somebody because everybody else was getting better. Pelicans. They could. They could be good this year. Maybe. They could be a fun team. They're, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs in the West. Although Zion has had a bad summer league. People are saying he's overweight, so we have to keep an eye on Zion. I Uh-oh. guess the only like really irrelevant team is the Memphis Grizzlies. 
John Morant. In the Suns. Yeah. John Morant might get like one game on TNT a year and nobody else is going to care about him. I kind of hate that because I... We already talked about this, but I hate that because I, I like watching John Morant. He's fun to watch, but whatever. Um, what? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's too early to make predictions for next season just yet. Yeah, I mean, I had my bold predictions. Warriors are going to be the number one seed in the entire league. That's my bold prediction. Uh, Celtics to not contend for anything while having Kimball Walker as their starting point guard. That's a good prediction. Uh, and I also think Chris Paul is going to get bought out and have a mellow career ending. Who wants Chris Paul right now? A contender does. <laughs> I there I have I've been brainstorming this whole podcast and I have yet to think of a team that would Chris Paul would fit on and provide anything for. Yeah, Knicks probably have the worst record in the league next year and have the sixth overall pick. Knicks actually a smart move for them would be to sign Chris Paul if he gets bought out to a one year max, and they will be the worst team in the that's league. That's why again. I'm saying that maybe that's why the Thunder should just keep him because then their picks get even better with the ones they already have. The, the thing is, if you sign Chris Paul, that screws up your development of RJ. If you're this season is all just. Let R.J. Barrett take all the shots and hopefully become a good player. Chris Paul won't let that happen. <laughs> Chris Paul will say, give me the ball and the best player in the league in the biggest stage. And probably he'd be the one jacking up shots, but yeah. Yeah. Overall, good NBA free agency. Uh, Woj. Woj was added this year. Chris Boussard, Jalen Rose, not so much. And yeah, that's that's all I got on the NBA yeah, free agency. That's all I got. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Uh, good episode. NBA free agency. Wrapped it up. Pretty crazy offseason. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. Uh, we'll post every time we have a new up, uh, episode up. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more soon.